Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome along to this Thursday La Liga Lowdown episode of me, your host, you meet here and with several other contributors joining in too. On Thursdays, we like to delve a little deeper into the stories of Spanish football and that's what we'll be doing right here as we tell the Santi Cazorla story. From Villarreal to Villarreal to Villarreal, this midfielder had three separate stints at the club he loves and is known for coming through at Villarreal. I mean, after Homer Simpson, he is the next Mr. Yellow, but he's not actually from the city of Villarreal. He's not even from that area of Spain. Cazorla is from the north of Spain, in Asturias. He's from Llanera, near Oviedo. So how did a kid from there end up 620 kilometres away in the tiny town of Villarreal, population 51,000? To answer that, here's Paco Pollitt on Cazorla's origin story. Santi Cazorla's footsteps can be traced back to around 1991, when he was about seven years old and he became a part of Club Deportivo Covadonga, very close to his hometown. From there on, he moved on to the Real Oviedo Youth Academy, where he developed his skills and soon became one of the brightest prospects of their under-17 side. He played briefly for Astur Club de Football in the under-18 team and then suffered a terrible season when he was only 19 years old and Real Oviedo were relegated to Tercera División, the fourth division in Spain, and were suffering a huge crisis within the club. Villarreal were very quick and swooped in for the player as Oviedo had to get rid of their best assets and most valuable players. So, Cazorla's father closed the deal, jumped inside a car with his son and travelled to Castellón to become a part of Villarreal's B team. It 
it was summer 2003 and it really didn't take that long before Santi made his debut with the first team. It was November 30th, 2003. Manuel Pellegrini was his first real coach and Cazorla didn't have an easy time under him. However, Pellegrini was the one to be very demanding because he actually knew how much he could deliver on top of the pitch. And he would become so infatuated with Santi to the point of directly asking for his signing years later when he was part of the new and ambitious Malaga project. But at that point in his career, as the midfielder couldn't really enjoy enough opportunities to shine, Villarreal decided to loan him in summer 2006. That season, spent in Recreativo de Huelva under coach Marcelino García Toral, totally transformed Cazorla into one of the best players of the league, helping to make such a humble team finishing 8th at the end of that season. Villarreal knew the time had really come. They bought back the player who would start his second stint in Villarreal four years later after arriving to Castellón. But this time, Cazorla was a starter and one of the stars of the team. He really was a star in his first year back at Villarreal, the 2007-2008 season, he played a total of 49 games across all competitions for a total of 3,515 minutes. Only Juan Capdevilla and Marco Senna played more. This was a breakout season for Villarreal. They'd already reached the Champions League semi-finals a couple of years previously, but in this 2007-2008 season, they finished second in the league table, their best ever finish. Real Madrid won the title that year, but the team everybody was excited about was Villarreal. And given how impressive they were, it's little surprise that Villarreal were so heavily represented in Luis Aragonés and his Spain squad for the summer's Euro 2008 tournament in Austria and Switzerland. There were three Villarreal players in that Spain plane, and it's the three I've just mentioned, Cap de Villa, Senna, and, of course, Cazorla. Here he is talking about the call-up several years later with Arsenal media, and of course, it's with some Spanish guitar in the background. No, it uh, was a surprise because uh, I don't believe uh, I can select it for the last uh, 23 players for play to first Euro Cup in 2008. They, they called me just uh, after training with Villarreal and uh, he said to me, congratulations, I said, why? You go with Spain? I said, nah, it's a joke. But after that, uh, my phone was uh, <laughs> fired and uh, yeah, it was a great moment in my, in my career. The amazing thing about Cazorla being in that Spain squad was that he'd never been capped before. He only made his debut during the warm-up friendlies for that tournament, but Aragonés knew how good Cazorla had been playing and how important he could be. He featured in every match except for the semi-final, and he featured each time as a substitute off the bench. Logically, that meant he was always on the pitch for the most decisive moment. That meant that he had to take a penalty in the decisive shootout against Italy in the quarters. Spotlight of the main stage, Santi Cazorla of Villarreal against the world's most expensive keeper. 2-1 Spain. And of course he scored it. Spain went on to win that shootout and the tournament of course and then the World Cup two years later. Although Cazorla wasn't in that squad for South Africa due to a hernia operation shortly before the tournament. He was back though for the 2012 squad when Spain lifted the biggest trophy in European international football once again and he's reached a total of 79 caps as we record this just before the November 2019 internationals. Of course, he's recently returned to the Spain setup, but let's spill back in the story to the summer of 2011 and his transfer to join Malaga. Malaga. 
After impressing so much with Villarreal since his return from Huelva and his rise to prominence in their first team, Gazzola was one of the high-profile signings of the Malaga project. This was the summer of 2011 when Malaga had come into money and they also signed Joaquin, Isco, Nacho Monreal, Jeremy Tulalan and Ruud van Nistelrooy. They all came that summer and although Malaga's project suffered several setbacks in the years since, that first season was almost perfect as they qualified for the Champions League for the first time in their history. Cazola was a vital part of that historic European qualification as he was the team's second top scorer that year. Not bad at all, he even outscored Ruud van Nistelrooy, which although he played many more minutes, that's still something impressive to say. Not many players can say they've outscored teammate Ruud van Nistelrooy. Cazola though, he wasn't around to experience Champions League football with Malaga, that's because he made the move to Arsenal in the summer of 2012. He got off to the perfect start, claiming the Man of the Match award in his debut against Sunderland. Quite simply, Cazola was amazing with Arsenal. He maybe played a deeper role than he had done at his previous teams, but he was just as effective for Arsene Wenger's side. And he won his first ever silverware at club level when he was there, winning the FA Cup in 2014 and 2015, with the Gunners following both of those titles up with victory in the subsequent Community Shields. He even scored a brilliant free kick in Arsenal's comeback victory over Hull City in the 2014 FA Cup final. It sounded something like this. It is the little Spaniard, Santi Cazola! Arsenal 1, Hull 2. A classic free kick. And we're heading for a classic FA Cup final. Nothing McGregor could do about it. Cazola was simply brilliant at Arsenal, but the problem was the injuries. Yes, this special player's career was impacted by injuries, perhaps more than anybody else's. We'll get on to the darker side of the Cazola tale just after this short break. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome back to this La Liga Lowdown podcast. We are telling the Santi Cazorla story and we're on to his Arsenal years. 
We've spoken about how good he was in English football, but this part of the story cannot be told without discussing his injuries, one of them in particular. It is the worst injury I've known, uh, starting with a little pain, with the pain on the Achilles, and you finish, uh, it's gone worse to worse, you know. And uh, I must say, uh, I know how much Santi Cazorla loves to play football and loves to be out there every day. And uh, I uh, feel really sorry for what happened to him because it's unbelievable. That was Arsene Wenger there on what happened to Cazola. And now we're going to get more detail on his injury issues with Roman de Arker. We'll find out that it's not just one injury that he had. Cazola has had several over his career, as Roman will explain now. Injuries have always been an issue for Santi Casorra since becoming a professional football player. But not because of the large number of injuries he's had to face, but rather their severity. Since Casorra's debut for Villarreal's first team back in 2003, he's had four considerable injuries, each keeping him out of the football grounds for at least one month. His first setback was in April 2009, when he was back at Villarreal. He fractured his fibula in a game versus Almería, which meant being unavailable for the rest of the La Liga season and also missing out on the Confederations Cup Spain were set to play in June. Strangely enough, this first important injury came just three days before the Groguets were to play Arsenal in the Champions League, club at which he'd end up experiencing his worst misfortune. Luckily, Cazorla only missed 10 games with his club, as this injury came in the last few months of the domestic competition. At the Yellow Submarine, he then faced one more important injury due to a fibrillar rupture in his adductor during a training session. He spent just over a month recovering and took advantage of the free time to operate a spinal disc herniation which had been bothering him during the whole season. But unfortunately, that operation didn't take away the discomfort, so he stayed on leave longer than expected, not being able to play at a normal rate till the last part of the season, which meant not being selected for the 2010 World Cup in South Africa and missing out on all the glory after Spain won the trophy. But things would then go back to normal for Santi, enjoying a healthy last year at Villarreal in the 2010-2011 season and then keeping up the good form while playing at Malaga under Pellegrini's command. He then signed for Arsenal with a great debut season scoring up to 12 goals in 38 Premier League games, looking towards a very bright future. Until the 12th of September of 2013. In an international friendly versus Chile, Cazorla received a knock to his ankle, causing a fissure in his bone and resulting in a nightmare that would take years to wake up from. At first he just missed 7 games for Arsenal, playing again in October versus Norwich City and doing so for the rest of the season. But against the Canaries, two years later, he was stopped in his tracks once again, with a knee ligament injury this time. He spent around 100 days without playing football, but managed to fully recover. Santi was apparently back for good, but his real problem persisted. The ankle was what really bothered him, the pain being almost unbearable at certain times. But Santi kept on going and playing and doing what he loved the most. He fought the pain and proved to himself he could still compete. But it reached a point where he just had to stop. That day was the 1st of November of 2016, in a Champions League game in which Arsenal defeated Ludo Goretz by 6-0. Cazorra asked Wenger to sub him off shortly after the second half had started because the pain was just too much. He even admitted crying that day because of the physical and mental strain. Let's not forget he'd been playing with this discomfort for three years and it was just getting worse. So he decided to operate for once and for all, hoping to end the unbearable pain. But instead of getting better, it got worse. After the operation, the wound kept reopening and wasn't healing properly. This forced him to undergo more and more operations in England, but none seemed to do the job. 
In fact, he'd been told by the doctors that he'd be very lucky to ever walk again after gangrene began to appear around the wound. But Santi didn't give up despite the temptation and decided to turn to his home country, Spain, to look for other solutions. There is where he met one of his saviors, Dr. Miguel Sanchez, who detected various bacteria in his wound which were impeding his recovery. The worst part was that the bacteria had eaten through his Achilles tendon, reducing it by 8 centimeters and also damaged his heel bone, the first time his new doctor had seen anything like this. Miquel was convinced that one of these bacteria had been caught in an operation room from a previous surgery. Had it been found earlier, all this suffering could have been avoided. So the first step was to treat Cazorla with antibiotics to stop the infection and then to operate by skin grafting, which is transplanting skin from one part of the body to another. In his case, they used the skin from his forearm where his daughter's name was tattooed and now he's got part of that tattoo on his ankle. He's thought about fixing that tattoo, but he admits that it has more meaning to him as it is now. From there on he recovered hope and with the help of Juan Carlos Herranz, a reputed physiotherapist and one of his other saviors, he managed to go from limping to running on a training ground to playing a football match once again. Thanks for that Roman, or Dr. Roman I think I'll start calling you. It's a very sad story but there was a happy ending, that's because Santa Cazola is as we all know, back playing. Here's Sam Leverage now to tell us more about how Cazola got back onto the pitch. Someone with the love of football that Santi Gazzola has was always going to try to get back into football at the very highest level, and that's just what he did as he made his recovery from injury. In the summer of 2018, there were the first signs that he could be back and, and could, was ready to be playing football again, and that's just what he was working towards. That summer, he spent much of the time in Vitoria visiting his doctor, Miguel Sanchez, who's very well known in Spain. He's previously operated on Rafa Nadal's knee and, and has a great reputation. But Cazorla wanted more. Cazorla wanted to be on the pitch. He wanted to be out there working. And so he trained with Alaves, Alaves who allowed him their, their training ground, their facilities, and, and he had pretty much free reign. He joined in with the youth teams for their training sessions, the under-15s, working with them, showing them his experience, his quality. And it was a great experience for Cazorla afterwards who spoke of his, how much he appreciated that gesture from Alaves to really build up his fitness and, and to build up his confidence as well after such a long time out. After that, he went back to his former club, Villarreal, and that was where he would end up signing later on that summer after some impressive pre-season performances which convinced coach Javi Calleja. He signed on a one-year deal and the club were happy to announce it with a, a huge campaign, Vuelve la Magia, The Magic Returns. And there was a special presentation which thousands of fans attended at the Estadio de la Ceramica. They arrived and there was a glass box on the pitch which slowly filled with smoke as a magician wandered around it. And out of nowhere appeared Gazola. It sparked a great reaction from the fans. It went viral on social media and it was just the kind of return that Gazola himself deserved, particularly after so long on the sidelines. In fact, it was 668 days between his last appearance and his La Liga debut for Villarreal that season. And it was just what he was after. Unfortunately, things didn't come quite as quickly on the pitch. He started only six of his first 15 games, starting the first three and then being dropped, falling out of the side. He didn't quite have the influence that some were expecting him to have from the off, but there was a lot of patience from fans, players, supporters, the coach as well. And with time, he started to come good. He only played 90 minutes twice in that first few months of the season, but from mid-November, he established himself quickly in the team. 
even in those first few months when he wasn't quite as convincing as some had hoped. He captained the side against Rangers in the Europa League and it was clear that he had a big influence both on and off the pitch and he had plenty to offer this Villarreal squad. Yes, Sam, he really has brought so much to this Villarreal squad. Not only is he now a regular starter, but he's been one of the best midfielders in all of Spain over the past year. And someone who's been paying extra close attention to this has been Alan Dodson of the Villarreal USA SB Nation site. Alan joins us now to discuss just how good Cazorla has been. Any fan of the Yellow Submarine was delighted to see him return, but we didn't really know what to expect. Um, <laughs> you know, it was hard to know when he when he played in preseason. Um, he looked you know, a little rusty, but he looked surprisingly good. But as the, um, the last year developed, it turned out that he was playing at an incredibly high level. Um, I think he was really a key to our staying up frankly we we had a very unbalanced team we didn't didn't play well a lot of players didn't play well um santi did and he was um i think that emotion i remember when he missed the penalty against i guess it was betty's i think and and he was just you know crying in the hallway afterwards and and uh that sort of passion is the sort of thing that I think the team really needed, and he brought to the to the team. Um, his passing skills, you know, he's not he's not as quick, obviously, up and down the pitch as he used to be, but his passing skills are still sublime, and he's um, an excellent penalty taker. Can still score some goals from open play or from uh, uh, free kick as well, and can take corners very well he's um a very uh, he's just been playing wonderfully for us and i think anybody that um knows anything about spanish football or, or european football that knows santi is just overjoyed at how he's done and this year is sort of more of the same i mean he he was uh, one of the games recently i was watching him and thinking he was getting he's getting better as he gets older so he's just been great Thanks, Alan. He has been great. He truly has. From the start of his career to now, he has possessed magic in his boots. And everybody at La Liga Lowdown is thrilled to see just how well he's doing. This then has been the Santi Cazorla story. And I want to thank all the contributors. Alan Dodson, of course, and also Paco Pollock, Roman de Arquer, and Sam Leverage. I've been your host, Drew McTeer, and I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, why not tell a friend? Share it. We'd really appreciate that. And we appreciate you listening. Thank you very much. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.